0: Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12. Just just, just put it up. We have been, we have been talking since the, some time in July, and we said it is a new beginning. It's a season of a new beginning. And, and on Friday, we were praying and cr- calling upon the name of the Lord. And we said to the Lord, give us this mountain. Give us whatever mountain and and we said that a mountain can be a challenge, a hindrance, something that stands in the way to your progress, in the way to to your destination. But also a challenge can be the destination itself, it can be the goal, it can be the thing that must be achieved, the thing that must be accomplished. And whichever way God must give you the mountain. It gives you the mountain to deal with it and the mountain becomes leveled or the mountain becomes something that you stand upon and are able to go on to the next level. Amen. So give us this mountain. And we will continue, we will continue to pray those prayers until we take possession of that which must be possessed. Amen. And and secondly, I want you to understand that in the season of a new beginning, God gives us a new beginning in different ways. And in this particular year, which is the year of restoration and flourishing. Remember that? Restoration and what? And flourishing. As we are being restored, we are restored to new beginnings, to greater things. And we will flourish in the thing that we are restored to. Let the people of God shout louder, amen. Amen. Sometimes you need to to believe. Say I believe. I believe. That I'm destined, for I'm destined for greater things. And I told you on Friday that you need to be somebody who's looking for outstanding things, looking to do the extraordinary. Don't just be the crowd. Don't just be part of the crowd. It's it's, it's good to be part of the team, but seek to do something extraordinary within the team. Don't just be the crowd amen and and then today i want to talk to us just to go a little further on a message that has that has been in my heart for some time now i first heard about this this issue Two years ago, I went to a conference in the UK, and during this conference, the man of God was speaking about the quality that we must become. And as he spoke about the quality about we must become, in a in series of teachings, he talked about the importance of having a word from the man of God. A word from the man of God. And, and as I look back at the message, I want to speak to us not so much about the importance of that word coming from the man of God, but I want you to understand the concept behind it about the word itself. About a word that you have. About a word that God has placed in your heart or will place in your heart because God will place a word in your heart about the message that God comes to give you that word can be the word as it is the logos written as it is in the Bible that comes out to you as a scripture that you say I'm going to hold on to this that gives you a wow effect a wow moment and you say this is a word for me in this particular situation and circumstance that I have It can be a word that is outspoken to you as a prophetic message, a word that is given to you either by the man of God or the woman of God or by your friend or by, by whoever it is that's praying along with you, that comes along and says, I have a word for you. It can be that kind of word. But whatever that word is, I want you to understand that something about that word. And that's what I want to talk to today, and I want you to understand that God says in Jeremiah chapter one and verse 12, "Look, oh wait, it's gone now. Then the Lord said to me, "You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Go to the King James Version. Go to the King James, not the new King James Version. It's too simple for me today. It says, "Then the Lord said to me, "Thou hast well seen, oh I love that, for I will hasten my word." Perform it. I am ready. I will hasten. I will, I I will come quickly to perform my word. I am ready. I am I am there. You have you have you you need to look at that word and, and hear what God is saying to you today. He says, I will hasten my word. I will quicken my word to perform it. I will quicken. Everybody say, quicken. I will come speedily, I will come readily, I will move voluntarily, I will move, I, I will move with power and might to ensure that my word is fulfilled. I hasten, that's what hastening is. It's more than just being ready. It's more than just being ready. It's, 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 it's got action behind it. You see, you can be ready and do nothing. Did you hear what I said, church? You can be ready and do nothing. How many of you are ready for marriage but are not married? How many of you are ready to finish your master's but you're not finished? So you can be ready but not done. But here is is an action word which says, I hasten. I will hasten my word. I will quicken my word. I will put action to my word to perform it. Who will perform the word? You, O God. It is the Lord who will perform His word. Therefore, it is important for you to have a word, O God. It is important for you to have a word from the Lord. Because when you have a word from God, God Himself Will hasten. He will put it into action. He will put it into motion. It is God who takes the initiative here and says to Jeremiah, I am watching over my word. I am looking over my word. And I will ensure that it will come to pass. I will hasten my word. And I will perform it. And the Lord will perform it. Hallelujah. Turn to your name and say, God will perform his word over my life. It's, it's, it's his word that he will perform. And I need that to sink into your spirit this morning. That God will perform his word in your life. Now here's a statement I want you to write. His word are things. His word are things. doesn't sound grammatically right, but I want you to write it anyway. His word are things. Because it's 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 just one word. <laughs> but it translates into things. His word are things. It's just one word. But you will see it as things. It's just just just, just one Bible. But you see it in all different mannerisms, different facets, as things. It's just one promise. That I will bless you. But you see it in different ways of the blessing. Just one word. I will give you this land to possess it. And they possessed it in all kinds of forms and ways. Just one word. His word are things. And if you can understand that. Whether you read the word of God to be a professor or to be a scientist or to be a cleaner, you will understand that the Bible is speaking to me in my circumstance because his word are things. He speaks to you as a man. He speaks to you as a woman. He speaks to you as a northerner and as a southerner. He speaks to you into your circumstance of where you are. Whether you grew up good or grew up struggling. He speaks to you into that circumstance because his word are things. And he's got enough of those things for you to bring you out of whatever state you may be in. Into the state that pleases him. He can bring you out into a state that pleases him. He can bring you out into a place that glorifies the Lord. Our life must be a life that gives glory to Jesus. It's not so much about just succeeding at whatever you do. Succeed to give glory to Jesus. Let your success give glory to Jesus. Let your life give honor to Jesus. Let it be said of your life that there is somebody who believes in Jesus Christ. Why? Because your life is an honor. And it points honor to Jesus. So his word are things to give honor to his name. In the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. John chapter 1 verse One to four. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And and, and see the word was with God. And then God decided to give the word to us in it becoming flesh. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and that life was the light of men. So if you want to have light in your life, you need to key into the word of God. Because the word of God gives you light and understanding. It gives you insight into things. It gives you insight into life itself. Because his word is life. It gives you life. You see, people. I've seen people who are about to throw themselves over the cliff. And the psychologist had failed and said, it's over. But when you speak the word into them, they are able to come back from the cliff and live a life that gives glory to God. I've seen the doctor say to somebody, your life is over. You've got three months to live and then you will die because we can't do anything else. But when you speak the word of God that says Jesus is a healer, be healed in Jesus' name. I know a man who's still alive today. Almost 10 years after the doctors had declared, you've only got three months to go. Why? Because a word was spoken into his life. See, his word is able to change and, and move away the darkness and bring in light. Uh, and that light is the life of men. You know that life is, was the light of men. And so the word of God can become flesh in your life because his word are things. And you need to come to a place where you begin to take the word of God and say, God, I want to see your word become manifested in my life. Let that word become things. Let it not just remain in the Bible. Let it not just remain as something that was proclaimed over your life by some man of God or some woman of God. But Lord, let it become things. Hallelujah. Let it become a reality. And when you do that, God comes and shows himself up. Hallelujah. So, for example, one time, some years ago in 2003, a man of God said to me, I see God making you a preacher and a minister and you'll be standing looking like this the way i stand here why because and he spoke and so when we came here and we're praying and saying god my time here i finished my masters and and god what's going on i still don't see that place where you said i would stand and preach and then this place opened up and now For the last 13 years or 14 years, I've been standing in the same direction that man of God who prophesied and spoke a word over my life. I've been standing in the direction. He actually stood in my living room and said, no, I need to turn and show you the direction that you'll be standing. And it is the direction that I stand every Sunday to preach. Why? Because the word of God is not just a word. It is things. And you've got to pray to bring that word out of that place, into the reality of your life. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? You see, some, 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 some time ago I was struggling about how, how am I going to, to be able to make through this? And, and, and the thesis was hard, and it was tough, and yet you still need to come and stand and preach to 40, 50 other people who are struggling with the same thing. And you're thinking, God, am I ever going to make it? Until God spoke to me one day through his word and said, I will make you wiser than your teachers. So I go into the office on that one one Monday morning and I'm sitting with my professor. And my professor says, as far as this subject is concerned, you should know more than me. And, And I realized the word that God had spoken, that I'll make you wiser than your teacher. And now my teacher says, you should know better than me about this. So I stood up from there, and I said, God, from now on, I will not struggle with this thing because I know more. Uh, be- And I began to pray to say, God, as far as this matter is concerned, you should make me make the progress I need to make because I know more than my teacher. You have made me wiser. And it is making the word of God, which has been spoken in his Bible, to be a reality. Why? Because his word are things. And what did it end up? It ended up with a PhD. Because his word are things. Lord, you have, you have made me to be the head and not the tail. You create spaces where there are not spaces. You make a way where there is no way. In 2004 and 5, I was preaching that series of sermon about how God makes a way where there is no way from Isaiah 43. And, and as I was praying and preaching about that, I, I, I was I saying, God, after I've preached like this, you've got to make a way for me where there is no way. And how did God begin to create ways where there was no way? See, by the time I was saying my PhD is finishing, they said, no, we've got funding for you for a postdoc. Please take it. I said, I don't want to be a researcher. But okay, fine, I'll take it. When I was thinking, now it's it's also no. We have more money for you to continue with this thing, and I'm not looking for anything. I am. I'm not. I'm not struggling with it. They are bringing it to me. Why? Because there is a prayer that has been prayed that is backed up by the Word of God, which says, "God, make your Word to be things." Are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? The Word of God are things. It can move from just being something abstract people read in the Bible to a reality you live with. And that's where you want to be. You want to be living in the reality of your faith. Living in the reality of what you have believed. Amen. I don't want you to, I don't want you to doubt your Christianity. Because when you are challenged by the world, and the world will challenge you. They challenge me all the time. How can you say you have a PhD in molecular genetics and you still believe in a God who creates? That's how they challenge me. Why? Because when I talk about molecular genetics, I'm talking about the principles of evolution. And I can explain them very well. And then how, we, how, how, the, how one cell began to divide. And I can tell you the, 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 how, how it broke up into all the different kind of genealogies that we have. And then also how, because of the genetic makeup and some genetic mutations, how you ended up having some bacteria that started to be bad bacteria. Because generally bacteria are good. But some become bad and they make you sick. And I can explain all those using genetic concepts and I can go deeper into it. And I could even tell you about how we can link the ape to the human being and how we can, you know, I can go into that. And after I've gone through that, I tell them, and I'm also a pastor and a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm tongue-talking, demon-casting, holy, you know, and they say, how do you, how do you, how can you, that can't be. How do you believe that nonsense? When you have got all this scientific proof. So they will challenge you. But it's because the word of God, the word are things. And I've seen how that word is a reality in my life. I've seen how that word comes into play in every single day. And so the other day, somebody came to me and says, you know, this environment is crazy. I don't know how you survive it, but I think probably it's because you go to church. And I said, yes, because the word of God are things. That's how I survive the crazy environment. Where everybody else is burning out. And I'm still coming into church singing, into into the office singing. I come into church singing. I go to the office singing. And I go out singing. Some people are coming out and they're crying. And I come out. I may not look so happy, but I'm still singing. How do you survive this? Because the word of God are things. It's life to me. It gives you life where there is no life. It gives you understanding where there is no understanding. Where you're supposed to be taking a knife and stabbing someone. The word of God says, make peace with all men. For without which no one shall see God and you put your you put your armor back and you just walk out and hallelujah god is on my side who can be against me and that puts a smile on your face why because the word of god are things You shall be the head and not the tail. So even when they are pushing you down, you know the word of God are things. And the thing says I shall be the head and not the tail. I shall be above and not below. I shall be in front and not behind. So whether you like it or not, today you put me down. Tomorrow you will follow behind me. Why? Because the word of God are things. You need to understand how the word can become a reality in your life. So the word became flesh. Why did it become flesh? So that you can understand that the word is not something up there. It is something that we live with on a day-to-day basis. Tell a neighbor the word are things. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who believed, even God. Who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Maybe you need to give them a simpler version. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God calls things that do not exist as though they did. So like in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says the whole place was just dark and a big void. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. It was as if the light was already there, but it was not there. It didn't even exist because the Bible says it was all dark and just a big void. But when God spoke and said, let there be light, and I separate the day from the night, then they became day and night it says let there be trees that bear fruit spoke as if he had seen a tree that bear fruit before but no there was not a tree that bore fruit before but because God said it became and then the scientist said there was a big bang and then that big bang went from one small bacteria into an orange tree huh That's how we explain the origins of life. There was just a big bang. Yes, there was a big bang when God spoke. He said, let there be an earth and there was an earth. And we can't comprehend that in our scientific principles. And we try to explain everything in an equation. And the equation still falls short about how that big bang came into place. But whichever way God said, and it was. And when God said, let there be you, whether your mama wanted, whether your daddy wanted, you became you. He spoke and it was. And you can also hold on to that word that speaks into existence uh, things that are not yet there as though they are. And this is why I was telling you the other day that if you can visualize something, if you can imagine something, if you can dream what it looks like, if you can paint a picture of success, if you can just maybe make a drawing, your own drawing of what it could look like, it it is easier for you then to step out in faith and begin to speak and claim it into your life. And, And so I know some of you want to be presidents. You need to see yourself as a good president. Better than <laughs> you, you. need. You need to. You need to. So I, I know some of you want to be great moms. You need to paint a picture of what a great mom is. Don't look at your own mother <laughs> because you'll have a bias. Think about the time she slapped you, and you. Paint a picture of what you think a great mom would be, of what you think a great dad would be. Of what you think a successful businessman would be. Of what you think a great teacher or professor would be. I I don't know what you want to be. About what a great nurse ought to do. Paint a picture. And because when you can have a picture. And you look at your life today. You can begin to speak into existence. The things that are not yet there. As though they are there. So you lift your head up. one day I had a moment in 2013 after some struggles and the word of God said to me you are above and not below. (laughs) So I started reading something, some book and then it it, it was a small statement that says you've got to start dressing the part. I've told you this story before. You've got to start dressing the part. So I said the part that I want to be is to be on the other side of the table. (laughs) Now I'm on this side of the table, and I have to answer to someone. I want to be on the part of the table where everyone is answering to me. You don't understand. I, I want to be the head. I want, my, I want my manager's job. I want my director's job. I want my VP's job. That's where I <laughs> See, I want to be because i had been harassed by those guys. So eventually I realized that, you know, I need to be where they are sitting. And then I was reading, and it says, you've got to dress the part. So I went home, and I said to my wife, we're changing my clothes. (laughs) Why? Because I'm speaking into existence things that are as though they are. Why? Because the word had said, I am. You hear what I'm saying, Church? You can bring things that are not into existence if you have the word of God. Amen. Amen. And and and, and I want to I want you to understand this also. That that Jesus speaking to them in Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 to 9. He was with the centurion. The centurion, a centurion comes to him and says to, 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 to Jesus, please heal my servant. And, 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 and Jesus is, is saying, okay, I'm coming to your house to heal your servant. But the centurion stops and says, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word. The word are things. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. The word is said. What happens? Healing. Healing is a thing that is happening because of a word that is spoken. Healing is a thing that is happening because of a word that is declared. He said, don't even come and do anything in my house just to speak it here. What you need is the word. Tell your neighbor, what I need is the word. You see, the word was spoken. So Jesus speaks the word. And immediately at that very hour, at that very moment, The servant is healed. Many of us want all kinds of things in our life. I'm going to challenge you and say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek to get the word of God. Have the word of God because the word of God opens your life to the places and to the things that will glorify his name. You see, now we can talk about this centurion because he's and he, the thing he received on that day has become a testimony for generations that we can speak about today. Ever since it happened, the testimony continues to speak. It continues to speak. And we will continue to speak it. And we can preach great sermons out of that testimony. So it is okay to receive things. Tell your neighbor it's okay to receive things. Because they give a testimony. I want to hear a story. See, <laughs> many times when people see pastors, they think the pastor, you, you've got two pictures of pastors. You've got the rich, rich pastor, or you've got the poor pastor. Many a times we think pastors should be poor and humble and have nothing. Yeah. You see, the problem with that, when the pastor is poor and, and has to beg from the members to survive and has to preach sermons that make you have every month a pastor service and every other second Sunday an appreciation service for pastor, you know, because he's poor and struggling and, and, and has nothing, you know, that kind of impression is the impression that most people have that most people have so I go into sometimes into some places and I tell people that you know I I, I work for this great company and I do XYZ and I'm a pastor and people say what why because immediately the impression they have is the poor guy so the other day I walk with somebody to my car and says this is also your car is a pastor is the church buying you this No, it's, it's got nothing to do with the church And you know that suddenly, where he would have brushed you aside on the fact that you are a pastor, he now has to listen to what you have to say. He now has to listen to the story of your Jesus and of your faith. Why? Because he's seen a thing. It is a pity, but that is how it is. And you know why the church has lost relevance in our generation? Because people can get things outside without linking them to the church. And so when they are getting those things outside, by the time you tell them, Jesus, Jesus, they say, well, if I can get medical aid, if I can get a house by mortgage, I can get this by that, where then is your God? And sadly, when the people in the church do not have those things themselves your gospel becomes even more irrelevant. All gone very quiet. Your gospel must be relevant. And it must exceed the relevance of things, of the things that people call as being relevant. I'm I'm not saying be super rich, but if you do get rich, praise God. Ernest was prophesying to say when you'd have money, you don't need to worry about the price. I should not have to worry about the price of this place if I had people with money. Looking at the story of T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes has built a huge multi-million dollar complex for his youth church. For the youth church, not for the main one, for the youth church. For the youth church. Tyler Perry rises and says, pastor or bishop, I'm going to give you a million to the project. Yeah? He's building a multi-million dollar complex. One member in the congregation rises up and gives him <laughs> one million. Yeah? I was saying to my wife, maybe I need to tap into some of those guys. He said, come and buy this one as well. This will just be a small offering. Yeah? You hear what I'm saying? But you see, those guys command respect. Why? Because they have things. And those things are coming not just because they've gone out to get things. They are getting those things because they've believed in God to bless them with those things. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? And you can believe God to lift you up from where you are and bless you to a place where you will be a blessing. You see, people who have things are a blessing. How many of you are benefiting from from the Dutch government on a scholarship here? Lift up your hands. Okay, to keep them down. It's because somebody has given that money. It's because somebody has money to give. If they did not have money to give, you would not be here. Yes or no? So you get it? That we need to move our Christianity, we need to move our gospel from the place of just being speak in tongues. Let those tongues and the word of God translate into things. Tell your neighbor, the word are things. And I'm deliberate in my wrong grammar because it is one word, but it shows up as many things. Let me give you this last point. Sometimes the things that are said do not make sense. And I want you to write this this one down. The things that make sense make you poor. They will make you poor in spirit. They will make you poor in soul. And they will make you poor physically. Sometimes the things that are said don't make sense. But the things, (laughs) a lot of things that make sense... Make you poor. And I'll leave you to ponder that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 27. The Bible says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Often we would have said something wise For the wise. But here God in all his infinite wisdom has chosen the things that appear foolish. So like when you tell people that I believe in Jesus and they tell you just believing in another man. It sounds foolish. Especially when you know how untrustworthy men can be. But we believe in another man. You tell people that you know what I'm born again. Holy Spirit filled. Tongue talking, and they say, "Ah, tongues. Can you speak in tongues?" And then you go, "Rikashi kandori and say, "What does that mean?" Sounds foolish. You know, this is why some people still don't speak in tongues, because it sounds foolish. You go to church on a Sunday. Are you serious? You wake up six a.m. to go to church, and you will spend four hours in church. Sounds foolish. When you could be just sleeping until 10 a.m., and then you wake up and you have a nice long breakfast until 12 a.m. <laughs> and you wake up at 6 to go to church, and then you tell them, I give money to the church. Ah! You're giving money to the pastor, you are foolish. And by the time you even say, I give tithe, you want even to hide away. Say, tithe, 10%. Of your salary and they'll calculate it for you. (laughs) And they will make a good estimate. (laughs) You know, am I speaking to someone? And so it looks foolish, but it is those foolish things that God uses to open doors, to make a way, to bring you forward, to give you peace. You see, it's believing Jesus Christ gives you peace. Somebody was saying to me, ah, the church, the church has all kinds of troubled people. And I said, it's okay. Because they will find help. Better help than the psychiatric unit. Because Jesus gives them peace. And I said, if you want to see, watch, I will show you some examples of some troubled people who are standing today. By the time I finished that one, the person was quiet. Why? Because it was foolish to say, go to the church. Because he thought, I'm too educated to go to the church. Say, so, you know, with your state and your situation, if you come to church, Jesus will clean you up. But it sounds foolish because they wanted to be referred to some doctor who has three degrees in psychology bachelor, master, postdoctorate, whatever. I don't know what they are called. And an extra one in making money. And then they charge you 600 euros per session. And you think, yes, this guy knows what he's doing. But you come to church. They don't charge you anything. They just say, come, let's pray for you. And they put their dirty hands on your forehead. And they say, now you are healed. Sounds foolish. Sounds foolish. I remember one sister who says, pastor, you prayed for me. I fell down and I saw myself being made light. When I stood up, I just felt something was different. It's foolish. I can't explain it in any scientific way except to say the word are things. A few years later, her life was completely different. Suicidal tendencies gone. Wanting to give up, gone. Born again. Tongue talking. Baptized. Holy Spirit and water. Everything. Become a preacher woman. Career starting to rise. Promotion, she's going for it. The point when I first met her, she wanted to give up on life. Words are things. And God uses those things that appear as if they are foolish to bring us to the next place. Hallelujah. And, and I want to s- close off with this. You need to listen to the word that God is saying to you. You need to listen to the word that God is saying to you. John chapter 2 verse 5 to 8 is a story where Jesus is at a wedding in Cana. And and when the wine has run out, his mother comes and says, you need to help them. And Jesus gives her a very funny answer at that stage. But his mother turns to the servants that were there and says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. You need to listen and obey the word of God. And and in Luke chapter 5, Verse 4 to 5, Peter is, has been fishing all night, and after he's fished all night, he's at a place where he's about to pack up his fishing nets and go home. But Jesus charges him again and says, push your boat back in the water and throw, it, throw your net again. And in verse 5, Simon answers and says, Master, I've toiled all night. I've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down my net. And he catches a fish. So great that he ends up saying, I don't want to fish anymore. I'm going to follow you. <laughs> Jesus gives him an invitation. says, follow me. says, you know what? After this many fish I've caught here, I'm going to follow you. Because you have a word. And your word are things. I don't know what you need in your life. But I need you to rise with me right now. And I want you to just speak into your Life and say, Father, let your word become the things that they must be. Let your word, let the word. I know what word God has spoken to you, but I know God has been giving you a word. I know you read your Bible, and and the Bible should speak to you. Every time you read the Bible, the Bible always speaks. But you see, you you need to move from just reading and seeing that Bible is just knowledge. and, And just hearing the word is just another sermon. And say, Lord, let your word become things in my life. Let the things manifest. You know, the Bible says, and the word became flesh. And we beheld it with our own eyes. Lord, let me behold that thing that you have for me. Let me take hold of it. Let your word move in my life to the place where I I see it, I feel it, I touch it, I live it. In the name of Jesus. Let your word not just be for Sunday, but let it be for Monday, for Tuesday, for Wednesday, for Thursday, for Friday, for Saturday. Let it not just be for a season, but let it be for all times. Lord, let your Word, let your word, let your word not be something distant, but something real, something tangible, something, Lord, my Father, my God, I pray. Oh Lord, let the promise come to reality. Let the promise manifest itself. In the name of the Lord Jesus, if you have a word, a promise, oh, just begin to declare it in your life. As we spoke on Sun on Friday in last week, to say, Father, give me this mountain, Lord that was the prayer of Joshua he had a word from the Lord that says I will give you the mountain Hebron and now he was coming and saying Lord me the mountain Hebron now give it to me now give it to me now Lord give it to me now let your word become a reality in my life let the things become a part of my life God in the name of Jesus I need somebody with a hunger to change their life with a desire to change their status to change their situation to say father let your word become reality let your word become the things that they must be in my life in the name of the Lord Jesus oh my God even if they seem foolish even if they seem foolish my God I pray your words are things I pray Lord God Bring it to pass, O Lord. Bring it to pass, Jesus. Bring it to pass, Almighty mighty God. Bring it to pass, O King of glory. Bring it to pass, O Lord of lords. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, pray for yourself. Lord, let the word become things. Let it become healing. Let it become my peace. Let it become my joy. Let it become my breakthrough. Let it become my promotion. Let it become the house. Let it become the car. Let it become the marriage, the friendship. Let it become the children in the name of Jesus. Let it become the joy, the progress. Let it become the visa, the internship. Whatever it is that it must become. Let it become the new room that I need. Oh God, the change in my situation. Oh God, let the word become a reality in the name of Jesus. God, I pray let it become the provision that I need all the resources that I need the breakthrough I need in my work the breakthrough I need in my study oh God I pray let it become the supervisor that I need your word are things in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Oh God, your word are things. Let the word, almighty God, become that which you have destined it to become. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. My Lord, my God, I pray. Let your word, let your word, let your word. Come on, believe it and speak into existence. Uh, the things that are not uh, as though they are. Oh Teleboshat, uh, my health, my health, my health, uh, my health. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, against every headache, against every back pain, in the name of Jesus, uh, against every weight problem and every every situation that's been troubling me, Lord, in my health. Uh, I declare, oh God, Mandorobo Shakaya Bakaya Rekara. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God, I pray, Lord, peace in my home, peace in my marriage, peace with my children, the success and the progress of my children. In the name of Jesus, oh God, a new school for them. I pray, my Lord, favor in the workplace, favor from the managers and favor, oh God, from those, oh Heavenly Father, that are above me, favor, oh God, in the place of my Worker, increase my business increase the thing that I'm working on Lord Lord prosper it I pray my God that Jehovah let your word become things 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 in the name of Jesus let my life manifest your glory let my life be a difference Let my life be a difference. I want you to pray this prayer and say, Father, make my life a difference because the people around you will will choose to follow your Jesus when they see something different about your life. Your life has to be a life that is above the world. is above them, they need to see something in you that is different. Whatever it is, it can be just the joy on your life. It can be just the success and the progress you make. It can be just the way you deal with others. But there needs to be something that is above your peers. There needs to be something that is above your colleagues, that is above your neighbor, so that the neighbor can say, I want what you have. I desire what you have. Oh God, make my life different. Make my life a blessing. Make my life unique oh God. Make my life attractive. It's not about the clothes. It's not about the, the riches or anything. But it's just about that thing that God places in you that makes you different. That makes you be set apart. That makes you stand out because His word is alive in you. Because His word are things in you. It is just that thing. I don't know what it's going to be. I Uh, But you need it uh, and you need to make that prayer and say, God, make my life, oh Lord, uh, a difference uh, and a blessing to those around me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Put joy on my face. Put gladness on my face. Fill me with health. Fill me with well being. Make me complete and whole in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh God, I thank you. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see the light of God shining over you. (laughs) And the people shall see the light that's around you. (laughs) The people shall see the light that's around you. Shining around you. Oh God, thank you. Oh yes, Lord, thank you. The Lord says to someone here, I'm going to change the situation of your life. And there shall be so much laughter in your life that your whole family will choose to follow you to the place where you found that laughter. The family shall follow you to the place where you found that laughter. Father, thank you. Shira ba, se karibosha. Oh, yes, the Word of God are things. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus, today. We worship your name, and we give you the glory. From now on, your life is going to be moving in leaps and bounds in leaps and bounds. there's going to be a supernatural speed, a supernatural progress. It will be leaps and bounds. You yourself will not understand, but know that God is working with you to bring you to a place where you must be, to be leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Mm. Father, thank you. We give you praise, Lord, in the name of Jesus.